Let me stop eating for a while. This one was like growling. I'm like, oh, it looks worse. Um, yeah, no, we definitely talk about Bernie. Um, I have no qualms about that. Uh, America! America! No. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is very interesting. Yeah. Like, literally. I mean, I'm not really surprised that um, he dropped, like, brain dropped. Well, I mean, so I'm getting a lot of mixed messages about what it really means by dropout. Like, is he still on ballots? But he's just collecting delegates? Or can he still be the Democratic nominee? Like, I'm confused about what exactly that means. Do you know any better than I do? You know what? So, okay, apparently his name is going to still be on the ballot. Right. But he's not going through with, like, the rest of the election. Um, So, I mean, you can still vote for him technically, but he's not, like, in it anymore. And beyond that, I don't know how to articulate that any further because I haven't really done a lot of research, but like he's he's dropping out, like he's not going to go forward with it. But I guess you can vote for him if you want to write his name in on the ballot, like in in a few months when we actually vote. But yeah, he's just, he's done. <laughs> I mean, I guess that tracks because like what I had saw was that he's staying on the ballot so as to encourage people to still vote blue so that delegates can be collected but like i'm confused because well so i already voted you know and i have no like issues sharing like i voted for bernie and i'm like so does this mean my vote is essentially for uh biden at this point and mm. well we haven't <laughs> voted for the actual president yet though so that was like the pri the the primaries uh-huh. so like kind of voting who is we were voting to see who was going to represent the democratic party in the actual election or democratic versus republican in both right. parties technically um so we still have another round of voting before someone is elected so i don't i don't really know how how this is influencing it because like for him to drop this late in the process like i don't know what that really looks like right and i don't really know if he could like maybe i'm just holding out hope because i'm such a burn bro but um can he if he gets all the votes can he just come back and be like llljk or um, i don't know if it worked like that but uh, (laughs) we'll see um but yeah, I guess we could, let, let's save it for the actual podcast. I started recording. Oh, I did start recording as well. I feel like oh, we have okay. good content. <laughs> yeah. Already. Um, so. But let's actually introduce ourselves, you know, let's get a, our, our formal flow on. Um, that was awkward, but it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh, my name. Sorry. <laughs> it's Okay. Uh, my name is Natalie. Hey, y'all, what's up? I'm Ryan. What's good? And this is the Emptiness Podcast, where we talk about space in between. I just created a tagline for us, like, you know, in the in the moment. 
<laughs> the but space yeah. in between. That's a good yeah. one. In between, uh, you know, that's actually pretty good because we're not really <laughs> saying in between what and what, but literally every time we talk, we're kind of like, mm, I could be more knowledgeable about this, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's a part of our aesthetic at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. not defining it is defining it. Like, that's what it is, is (laughs) undefinedness. Um, But yeah. But as you all can tell, we're talking about the the elections um, that are coming up and the recent events surrounding uh, Bernie Sanders dropping out of um, the race late in the game and I think it well it's so interesting because literally a few days ago I was thinking about how you know they there was so much um talk about like the presidential elections and just constant media play of um what was going on with that and then when coronavirus came about obviously that took up everybody's space and there was like a complete shift and I'm and I was just thinking a few days ago like wow we haven't talked about the presidential election at all for like two months now, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, of course, you know, there was more pressing things that kind of took the media's attention. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, after I had that thought, um, it's back in the forefront of conversation with Bernie dropping out. And I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's like a pandemic or whatever. Like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Some slight distracting everyone. But... Yeah, I definitely would say that, like, I myself was surprised um, because, like, at least among my peer group, he's pretty popular. Um, I don't know if people didn't go out and vote or what. I honestly, I saw somewhere that he dropped so he could focus on being a senator and um, moving forward legislation to help out with this pandemic, but, uh, which I... I mean, I guess makes sense, but, like, I don't don't really know how I feel about it for real. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Okay, there's a few things. So, I think the most impact that's going to be made on people in their individual lives is going to be on, like, local levels and state levels. And I think that for him to kind of pivot and focus on influencing, like, the state that he represents and the community that he represents is a good move. Obviously we're not going to have that trickle down effect of like a presidential candidate or a president, a president um, making decisions. But I think that it was, it was a, a good move. I think that he can make the most impact in terms of whatever his personal goals are in terms of le- legislation in that way. Um, but honestly, like, okay. End point. <laughs> uh, starting a new paragraph. Um, Cause it's, totally separate from what I just said but um I'm just I'm not surprised I really didn't anticipate Bernie going very far for more reasons than one Mm -hmm. so first of all like my main concern from the beginning like before we even talked about his his stances on the issues is that he's kind of up there in age and he has health issues and I'm just like you're about 300 years old and this is a very hard job. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just didn't, I mean, I hate to be like negative about it, but I'm just like, it just didn't look like something 
he should take on at this point in his life because this is like the most stressful job in the world and it it wears people out and he's already a little bit worn out on a technical level um so i just i just didn't think that it was it was a great move from that standpoint and then also um a lot of his views so like early on in the election process or whatever i was reading articles about like all of the candidates when there were still like 12 of them right um and reading what their stances were on different things and uh, you know i liked a lot of what he said um but a lot of the things that he was kind of pushing and pulling for were so like off center from just the foundation of how our country runs. And I'm just like, there's no way that that people are going to buy into that. I mean, and kind of stand behind some of these radical, um, I mean, radical by certain definitions, um, like ideas and and just shift from having like a president trump who we're not even going to talk about what he stands for but like shift from that to a bernie sanders who is like trying to to completely like overturn some of the foundational systems that like america is known for and has been running by forever and i just didn't see it going far um so even if he was going to go all the way i just didn't i didn't see that happening um, I don't know. I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. A couple counterpoints. I mean, mm-hmm. so as I mentioned earlier, I'm a burn bro. I like went to his rally at the U of I. Twenty. Oh, wow. What was it? Twenty sixteen. He came to the college. I was mm-hmm. there, like front and center, super into it. I have buttons, whatever. Um, and I guess on the first point of like his age, I don't really think any of the other Democratic nominees were that were legitimate or had as people started dropping out I'll say um they're like the same age and when it came down to the two Joe Biden has like dementia like legitimately and the only thing um and it's like concerning and then as it came out that he had a sexual assault history um whether it's true or not the allegations are there and I mean no one has a pristine past but when people bring up age as an issue, I think it was something that should have been, if it was going to be a concern, then we should have looked more at, like, I think his name was Andrew Yang or Kamala, who are 20, 30-some years younger, and um, squash the beef there. So, at the end, Trump is old, too. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. so... Um, the wellness of people as far as their, um, uh, literal (laughs) age, they all crusty, just to say the least. Um, we just gonna leave it there. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily fair. Maybe they should have thought about that in the, before they even started, but yeah. And then the radicalism, I think that's definitely legitimate. Um, I do have some pretty radical ideas and i would argue that trump is radical himself like and my but he's gonna be trying to be i mean he's just being himself his aesthetic however we want to define that i'm gonna let y'all define it for it trying to be as impartial as possible right but you know what he represents he represents certain subsects of our society the man is radical on the other side of the spectrum we just gonna 
leave it there. And unfortunately, I think I agree with you that um, Bernie's radicalism is against the foundations of this country. But I think Trump's radicalism is, in a way, the foundations of this country. And that's what, as far as um, certain isms, right? And that's what encouraged me to like Bernie because he's trying to um, kind of unravel the bloodied past or just like remedy it or fix it. It was hopeful for me. Um, I do agree that to swing one way all the way 180 degrees to the other way is like a whiplash and somebody who's perhaps more middle leaning to the left or whatever, just less probably would have been more appealing to a larger mass. Um, But I feel like if Trump can win, with all his radical ideas, then why can't somebody else with radical ideas that I agree with too? And that's what encouraged me to still believe in something that isn't really as, I don't know, as likely. Cause you know, it's, I don't know, hope and a dream, I guess is kind of yeah. um, what I was going for. And I'm sure people said the same way, like, Oh, a black man could never win for president. And Lo and behold, people rallied together and made it happen. Right. But I think, uh, I don't know. I, I think compare, I don't think it's a perfect comparison between like race and political stances um, in terms of like the idea of we you can make anything happen because I think that a lot of like Bernie's stances were threatening people's way of being especially when it comes to like capitalism and the economy and things like that like he was trying to shift and change like the foundation of like what our finance financial society is built on which is a little different than um more of that i don't know i guess like so i think race is considered like more a social thing whereas like political leanings and like the finances like money is green it's not black or white like that affects everybody and that's a little bit i don't know i don't know i guess yeah. i don't know if you if you hear where i'm going but no i hear where you're going and i think it's kind of like a perspective thing too because i don't think that money is green i think money is very racially loaded um based upon generational wealth and certain advent advantages that groups have gotten over the years and that they continue to benefit from um and i'm not here to like convince one person any way or the other or say one way is right or the other but i think that does kind of explain um or justify people's positions um which this is going to be like a hard shift but have you seen the movie um the platform on netflix I have never even heard of that, no. Girl. So, for anyone who hasn't watched it, it is such a think piece on the power of privilege. And um, I would say, go for, go so far to say economics. And it really makes you think about how to be, what fairness is. In the world where kindness isn't rewarded. And it's really, really interesting. I don't know. We'll see. But long story short, Bernie's no longer in the race. So 
Um, I actually believe that Trump is going to win again. You know what? I I think I agree with you. Unfortunately, I feel like uh, it's just so interesting. It's it's like now I've been seeing a lot of things on Twitter about like, you know, picking the lesser of two evils. And to a certain extent, you always are. Um, I feel like there's never going to be a candidate that is squeaky clean and, you know, politicians have their um, reputation of being kind of obviously they're people pleasing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you have some slimy ways of getting to where you're you're trying to go, especially in that type of field. But mm-hmm. um, I think that this is truly an example of like picking the lesser of two evils to most people. And yeah. everybody's like, well, what do we do now? Because we just hate everyone. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's always been that way to a certain extent. And honestly, not to say that I'm not worried about it, but I think that, like, going back to what I said in the beginning, I think a focus on more, like, local government elections and, like, um, local state, your mayor, your governor, like, I think that those are the ones that we really need to pay the most attention to mm-hmm. because that is the effect, like, what those people do in their positions when it comes to us is going to affect us more directly um, than the president. And I think that there's hope in this situation um, by looking to that. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I, I, it's not a complete loss. I mean, obviously the president who, who leads our entire nation is important, but it's like when you're in a situation like this, you have to kind of lean on what you can control and um, lean on what's going to have the most impact on you as an individual. And um, I think people becoming more educated on their local governments um, is what's going to kind of redeem this for us. Because a lot of people are like, well, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to vote for anybody now. Um, so do I take advantage of that right to vote? Like, am I supposed to, like, should I still vote? And um, it's just an interesting question and it kind of conflicts you, especially for people of color and black people and and particular because like voting is such a big deal to a lot of us because we went through so much to get that right so it's like i feel obligated to vote even if i don't agree with anybody that's on the the ballot um so it's kind of it's kind of a mixed bag i mean how do you feel about it yeah no i definitely think that voting is a right and a privilege and if you have that privilege you should definitely take advantage of it because it's not just like black people I think about my identities as like a woman and then a black woman and all the like mess with what was her name Susan B Anthony like trying to block the black woman vote and now the big thing with like um undocumented um I guess they're not citizens but (laughs) undocumented individuals um and even that's really shift like unclear to me and I should look more into it but I definitely think if I don't know it's like part of being in a democracy and part of being american that you get to have a say in that your say should theoretically mean something and i don't know i remember i think it was 2000 whatever the last election was i'm really bad with years now when people actually wrote in like harambe you know like the the monkey the, the gorilla the, the primate um wow. and i was like 
it's hard for me to say something's a waste of a vote, but <laughs> that was pretty clear cut. Like, wow, you really went to your poll place and decided, like, I don't like either of these people, so I'm really going to vote in this deceased primate. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely, that's definitely, uh, like, a show of, not activism. I don't want to say activism. Like, revolution? I mean, I don't even, it's I mean, ratty to me. <laughs> You said what? It seemed bratty to me. Like, mm, I don't like either of these people. Take that. Like, but. yeah, but I think that it'll be interesting. Like, maybe if if people decided to take that stance, that approach this time around, instead of um, voting in an animal, um, <laughs> writing in like Bernie's name, I feel like that would make a tremendous statement. Yeah, it'd be very to just like the powers that be, and maybe it'll be like a call to action for readjustment. You know, yeah, readjustment, and then also for people to step up to the plate that are able to do this this big job of being president, you know, in the future. Obviously, um, it's kind of too late for those people to stand up um, for this election. But Yikes. I think, <laughs> but I think that it it could be interesting. So we'll see how many people are going to write in names and like see how skewed it is. But you know, the problem is like making a statement like that. I don't know how much direct impact it's going to have because, like, you know how the electoral college still works, and you know, the people that are a part of that system are always going to have the last say. Well, I don't want to say always. Let's not speak that They generally have the last say. Generally speaking, as it stands right now, they have the last say. But depending on how much of an uproar it is to the results of this election, like, we'll see how it shifts and changes because, you know, that activism and people complaining and, you know, as as much as the media is hated um, these days, I think the media like putting a light on certain things definitely makes things change Mm -hmm. i agree you know so i don't think it's a waste i think however you lean like stick to your guns and be confident that other people feel the same way maybe feel the same way and together you all can make a noise at least and kind of get people's attention I agree. I agree. I look forward to it. And I mean, I guess the word is always excited. I want to say I'm nervous, but that makes it seem like you're fearful for the outcome. So I'm just excited to see what will happen. And um, fingers crossed on the issue at hand, because you're definitely right. And like me being from, well, we're both from Illinois and like, I'm always I'm really impressed with how our local government is handling this pandemic and could they be doing better? Yes, of course. And everyone can always be doing better, but um I think especially compared to some other um state leadership, I think they're doing a good job. So um it feels good. I know. agree. Yeah. I, I am happy and I feel the same way. I'm happy with the way that our governor, generally speaking, is handling things in Illinois. Um I mean, Mayor Lightfoot, that's not my mayor, uh, because I live in a different city. But um, you know, a lot of what Chicago does, we hear about it. Um so I mean, generally speaking, obviously like they're doing well. Like you said, just to echo what you said, I think that I'm I'm pretty happy 
be with the leadership on the local level at this point. And um, I think everything is going to work out the way that it needs to work out. Mm-hmm. Funny story. Um, my I think it's what, goodness, is it governor or mayor for cities? I'm dumb, but it's mayor. For cities? Yeah, it's mayor, right? Mayor. Okay. So the mayor of Homewood. I think I, I'm, I'm dumb y'all I don't know words but um he lives around the corner from my grandma and um he has this Flex. like yeah like slight flight I mean no like I'm not from a very wealthy neighborhood at all I'm very like middle class working class low to middle you know everybody got jobs and we meet them where I'm from <laughs> um and he lives in our neighborhood he has this like really really large dog beautiful dog and he walks it every day and when this pandemic came out, he actually took the time to go by everyone's house, or at least my Nana's house, she called me to tell me about it, and, like, wish everyone well and remind them to stay hydrated and six feet apart. So he took that time to, like, see his neighbors and be a face in the community, and even that is really reassuring and very, very nice to see happen. Definitely. People are good I- people. People are good people. Well, you can put good people in office, and hopefully, we always talk about trickle down. But maybe we could have like a like a, a flutter up effect. Is that like the opposite? <laughs> I mean, we can make it a thing. That's a uh, up, interpreter uh, coin term now. <laughs> flutter up, flutter up. <laughs> Yo, I hate it when I say it more. But... <laughs> Oh my gosh. But no, for real. I mean, like, paying attention to your aldermen, like, figure out who your aldermen are, your your senators, your state representatives. Like, those are the people that actually make moves for your specific community. So, mm-hmm. like, finding out who those people are and holding them accountable to changing the things that are going to directly affect you are so important. Yeah. And it's, like, what you can do to actually feel like you have a say because it's a, chan- a tangible thing. It's a tangible change that can happen from your voice being heard in those arenas and getting your voice in their ears. Mm -hmm. Long story short, we have a voice, be active in politics. It's good practice. And it's about being American. Hardy hard. LOL. Right. Barbecues, burgers. Oh my God. Jeans. America. Yeah. They don't be wearing jeans overseas. Apparently. At least really? when, yeah, I visited in high school, well, not, not a flex, but like whatever. So I went overseas in high school um, for a class and we all packed these jeans and all the French people were like, you must be from America. And we're like, what gave it away? <laughs> He's like, your jeans, you're walking on the wrong side of the sidewalk. You're bad at crossing the street. Your dirty accents. You keep on eating French fries. And we're like, what the heck? <laughs> oh my God. But whatever. That's so funny. But complain to your mama. Uh, you said what? I said complain to your mama. Honestly. That's so funny. That just reminds me of when you were in eighth grade during the first like Obama election time. Mm-hmm. I went to a private school and you know, obviously there are racists. Well, not obviously, but there was racist <laughs> at my school. Um and I remember like walking in the hallway and these boys were like, tell your mama no Obama to me. And I'm like, what are politics? I'm 13 years old. Like, <laughs> like 
like, I don't know why you just said that to me. But like, I can't even vote, sir. <laughs> Neither can you. <laughs> great. I was just really confused. But you saying that just reminded me of that. And um, it was an unnecessary story time. But, you know, <laughs> it's there. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. What's up? I guess that's it for us today, guys. Uh, catch you next week, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at the In Between the Podcast. And we're on, are we on Spotify now? Yeah, we're on Spotify? Yes, Apple Podcast. Share it. Um, tell your friends that we can talk about stuff. Tell your friends, friends. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. All right, catch y'all All right. next time. Bye. Bye.